0: I'm your host, JC, with me today, as per usual, my co-host Kiki. How you doing, Kiki?
1: I have been cleaning out a garage for most of the day.
0: Just a random garage? Or... Yes, I
1: just chose a random garage to clean out for somebody. Yeah.
0: Are the owners okay with this?
1: I hope so. I mean, it looks ten thousand times better than when I you know when I got there, so
0: Well, that's good to hear. As long as everyone involved is consenting.
1: A 30-foot dumpster. And we almost have it filled. It's kind of ridiculous how much crap is in this place.
0: You want to know a place you can get dumpsters really cheap? Down in Mississippi. Let's go. (laughs) Segways. I'm trying them out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It might be true.
0: I have no idea. It might actually so, be
1: true. Do, I mean, do, I, you know, do you know what state is a dumpster fire? Uh, New Jersey? Mississippi.
0: <laughs> oh, don't say that about
1: them. They're wonderful. I'm just kidding, Mississippi. You guys are I great. Love those guys. Oh. I have not been to Mississippi, so I don't even know if it's truly a dumpster fire or not. One of my really good friends lives there, though, so I shouldn't say anything. He'll beat me up about it.
0: Yeah, see, that's that's what I was about to say. I'm like, you definitely have to know at least one person there, and they're gonna I do. be angry, because you know people goddamn everywhere. If you ever fucking been somewhere, you goddamn know seven people that live there. It's, and it's true, obnoxious Kiki. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry that I have a lot of friends.
0: Apology accepted. Now I think admitting you have a problem is step one. <laughs> See I I'm, I'm an introvert. I I don't need a lot of friends. I want to stay home and do nothing all the time. So uh well,
1: that's mostly me. That's mo- that's mostly me. But no, uh, actually my friend Joe is uh starting a new business and he is in Myrtle, Mississippi. And hey buddy, if you're listening, and he was a very good friend of mine that we worked in the comic book shop together. So hopefully we can have him on to talk comics on Pod of Holding at some point. That would be a lot of fun. We're trying to I'm trying to like come up with some ideas for Pod of Holding. It's on hold <laughs> as both of us are now back to work.
0: Excuse me a while I go kill myself. From that pun.
1: Yeah, it was pretty awful. It was. <laughs> and
0: that's coming from me, for the love of God.
1: Anyway, I've got some uh, interviews lined up for Pod of Holding, so that it's going to be a little bit different from Mission Spooky. But anyway, there's your little bit of news, little side news there, guys. So,
0: Kiki, would you maybe want to go first today?
1: No. <laughs> I hope
0: not, because I'm going first. <laughs> and I'm going to dip my toe into Mississippi with a conspiracy, a crazy. Conspiracy theory I had never heard about before today, and it is probably fake, but I love it. It is called the Mercurtis cover up, and that is the hundred percent pronunciation. Okay, so this happened in. We're just
1: gonna go with 19- it.
0: Yeah, in the nineteen fifties, there was a strange disease called Mercurtis which supposedly swept through Mississippi. Now you'll be like, well, okay, so disease reaping through a state obviously there's records there's gonna be some kind of way to prove that this is true well not if it's all a government conspiracy and a big old cover-up so usually the only way people can get this disease called mercritus merc mercritus mercritus Eh, yeah let's go with that is to drink an insane amount of paint, which usually, like, before the disease sets in, you die from the other toxins and stuff in these paints. And it's 1950s paint, so it probably, definitely is made of pure lead. But what's crazy about this disease, right, is that men who have it admit an odor which makes... And it's weird how specific this is, but hear me out, Kiki. It makes beautiful
1: women violently homicidal.
0: What? Yep.
1: How are we spelling this, by the way? I'm
0: M E R C R I T I S.
1: It sounds like it has something to do with mercury. Probably, which is an insanity
0: thing. So maybe.
1: Seems like it's an urban legend.
0: You're an urban legend.
1: I mean, it's still cool, though. Men would emit this odor that would turn beautiful women into homicidal maniacs.
0: Yes. (laughs) And there's once again, there's no (laughs) documented history of this because the government probably had something to do with the outbreak. Because the only way to really get it under normal circumstances is to drink a stupid amount of paint. So how did all these people get it? Well, the government probably, and hear me out on this, the government probably made it airborne, and it spread like wildfire down in Mississippi. And lots of people got the disease, and that's how they got it. And then the government went back and was like, oh, well, we messed up. It's 1950s, we'll just call everyone a communist and clean this mess up pretty easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. And they probably said some racial things in there, too, because it was the 1950s. You know, you could do things like that. Like this, I read into it, and I was just like, "It's definitely true, 100 percent."
1: So, do you know the origins of it, though?
0: Well, yeah, it happened.
1: No, no, no. I mean, like the origins. No, I mean, I mean, like that. It it didn't. It didn't first occur in Mississippi.
0: Well, no, it came over from Europe. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Where there was like one guy who got pursued through his village and he ran into freezing waters in order to get away from all these females who were attacking him. And then of course they didn't care for their own lives either because they were so like, I need this guy now. Like I want to kill him. Mm -hmm, That everyone drowned.
0: Everybody drowned. Okay.
1: Including the poor guy who was trying to escape.
0: That is very sad. Yeah. And 100% plausible.
1: I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A bunch of crazy women went after a guy and tried to kill him and then they all drowned.
0: I mean, yeah, that part. But like, because (laughs) he was admitting an odor that made them crazy. Obviously, these chicks were crazy to begin with, as most women are, right?
1: (laughs) I'm pretty sure that this is where I'm supposed to talk about Axe body spray. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because most people that wear Axe body spray put way too much on. And they want to kill you not because, like, it's not an odor you're producing. It's just like, how can someone put that much Axe body spray on and think it's polite to exist outside of their own house? Like, ugh.
1: Gentle reminder to any of our male listeners, anything over one spray on yourself of anything is too much. Yeah. (laughs) It just is.
0: Indeed. If you want a tip, The best thing to do is just smell nice. Just a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I went there. Yes. (laughs) But but just smell nice. Take showers every day to 36 hours. Make sure you make sure you clean your butt. Make sure you clean (laughs) your, you know, downstairs area. Use some soap. Use some shampoo. Just take a shower.
1: So this episode has now just become like kind of a PSA on like male
0: hygiene. Well, person hygiene. Really, maybe you already washed your hair earlier. You don't want to put more <laughs> shampoo in it because you know more shampoo, it's gonna cause issues. You don't wanna over shampoo your hair. Oh. So just just keep your get you know, give yourself a nice old-fashioned rinse off. You don't want to over soap yourself because you're gonna dry out a lot of your skin, like your skin, and then you'll be all eh, it's just not
1: nice. This falls under JC tips.
0: Yeah, beauty tips from JC wink.
1: <laughs> oh gosh.
0: Government conspiracy about Mercatus is uh fantastic.
1: <laughs> it uh, is fantastic.
0: It had me, it had me cracking up pretty Pretty good reading it because obviously it's a hundred percent real. Hyperactivated reactions are called m a r mercatus activated rage episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i feel like i need to use that somewhere that's fantastic
0: okay so what 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 you got what you got for us
1: so funny story i was trying to find ghost stories more on the coast of mississippi kind of sticking with our pirates theme
0: i was not aware that we were doing themes until after
1: i sent you a memo
0: i might have skimmed it
1: (laughs) or just completely skipped reading it altogether i think possibly yeah
0: more like that one yeah okay continue on
1: july is our pirate month
0: Harvey, matey
1: it's july <laughs> yeah it makes sense most of us would normally be heading to the beach from this area and we're not doing that this year so we're gonna virtually travel to the beach it's gonna be great so funny story i, I saw this and i thought that it initially said headless deer ghost mm-hmm. and i was like what a he- There's a headless deer that's haunting this island. What? And then I realized that I had just misread it, and it's the headless ghost of Deer Island. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> it wasn't quite as exciting anymore. I was like, what? Just imagine a headless deer coming at you. I don't know. That's kind of sc- it's kind of scary to me. Deer, deer are not really nice. Mm. They're not. So anyway, headless ghost of Deer Island, not a headless deer. So this one's really old. This is like a 100 and so years old now. And this is near Biloxi, Mississippi. The first time it's ever told is early 1800s. And it's retold again about 1922. Then on, you start hearing a lot more about it. In 1922, there was a story that was written. It was about two fishermen that had an encounter with this thing. And it just kind of like snowballed from there and other people saying, yes, I saw this too, and blah, blah, blah. The fishermen headed out to the island. They usually stay overnight, go fishing, yada yada. They hear this rustling behind them in some bushes and they think it's just a wild hog. I mean, that, that can actually be dangerous in itself. They're like, we better be prepared and check this out. And what they see is a skeleton standing there, but without a skull. And of course, they're like, what the hell? And then it actually starts walking towards them. And at this point, they freak out. They get in their boat, shove off. They left everything behind. The next morning, they go back to go ahead and clean up camp, get the rest of their cooking utensils and everything else when it's daylight. And legend says they found some money near the spot where they were. It wasn't any money that they remember dropping. So it was just a little weird. Come to find out that there's a legend attached to the island about... A pirate's treasure and this is interesting to me because i i know that i've heard this story before this particular thing being told about pirates landing on a small island and they decide they're going to bury the treasure captain asks who wants to guard the treasure and a very young inexperienced pirate immediately oh, raises his.
0: no you're supposed to just no, you never sign up for that job.
1: No, because if you if you're into pirates, you know what it means. So poor young, inexperienced guy says, "Yes, me, I want to guard the treasure." And they swing a cutlass and cut his head off, throwing his headless body into the trees there to guard the treasure and so supposedly this is where the headless ghost comes from it's this poor pirate who is supposed to be guarding this treasure and I, I know i've heard that story before and i don't know if it actually originated from this particular place or if it's there's another one similar maybe down in north carolina i'm gonna have to double check it's like i know i've heard about that poor guy who is like yeah i'll guard it <laughs> ah so sad
0: yeah yeah what you got? My second one. It's a little... It's a cryptid. Because I go gotta go cryptid. I love cryptids. I love flesh and blood creatures. And I just feel like sometimes they need to be brought up and they need to be talked about. One of the local ones in Mississippi that I did quite a bit of research on is the Dogman. Now you might say, Dogman? What's that? Just some like dog in a little suit? No, no, no. This is a about eight foot to nine foot tall humanoid creature. It's essentially a permanent werewolf. Like it's just freaking gigantic and terrifying. The dog man doesn't usually rip people apart unless it's like in defense of itself. But there's a lot of like missing persons cases in Mississippi that the locals will say, well, dog man must have got him. Because it's just like a hiker goes missing. Now, could that have been a bear? Could it have been a snake? Could it have been a, like just people abducting somebody? Sure. We're going to say it's the dog man because that closes the case. Okay. There is a little story I found it was essentially this: this guy. He's out in the woods hunting. Been hunting his entire life. He knows these woods. He's been hunting in these woods for a long time. He's in a perch up in his roost. And he's bow hunting, BT dubs. He sees a deer come out of the woods into this clearing. And he's like, "Ah, oh, well, that deer's going kind of fast. I'm not going to mess with that. I'll wait for other deer to come out. What he sees instead chasing this deer is a large canine-esque creature running on all fours after the deer. He's so, like, initially scared of this creature, he doesn't even shoot. And he just, he's like, I, I, I'm I just gonna sit here and be quiet. Creature chases the deer back into the woods. The dude's like, well, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go chase after him. I'm gonna see what, what that was, you know. He goes, using his hunting skills and tracking skills, he must have rolled a good search check.
1: Uh, I was going to say survival.
0: Survival, navigation, <laughs> tracking.
1: Is he a ranger? Yeah,
0: he could be. I, I would say yes. He seems to have some ranger attributes. He's he's bow hunting. He's out in the wilderness by himself. Those are 2 rangery things. Although rangers could use melee weapons. It's just a different fighting style, but whatever.
1: For the other podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: He eventually comes across the, the scene of this werewolf-esque creature. But this isn't broad daylight. There's not a, it's not full moon. It's a dogman kneeling over this uh, the the prey, just ripping it apart. It's crunching the bones up in its mouth. It is destroying this deer carcass. The dogman realizes that the, the the hunter is there. Stands up with the deer carcass in its mouth and just walks away. He just takes his food. He's like, God, I don't like to be watched while I eat. Can you just back off? (laughs) Freaking humans, so rude. I just like some privacy when I eat, okay? I've been made fun of for being a messy eater my entire life. Yeah, that's kind of how that story goes. There's quite a few stories on the internet of these dogman encounters. Very few of them involve the person getting murdered. the dog man because it would be difficult to write that story once you're murdered uh but (laughs) just from the fists we
1: had that we talked about it in our episode our skinwalker episode that we did for up here where somebody saw something that might actually have been a dog man and because we discussed how skinwalkers aren't really a thing here oh yeah yeah i do remember dog man's all over the place too like like when we do our big episode on bigfoot
0: so here's my question to you, Kiki. Who who would win in a fight, Bigfoot or Dog Man? We haven't done one of these in a long time.
1: We haven't done one of these since like episode three.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're bringing it back.
1: I'm gonna go with your original idea, which is that since it's two cryptids and it's Dog Man and he's dog-like and there's bigfoot and he's ape-like that they would just be best friends Mm -hmm. and then they would like go off and start an army to destroy all of humankind and they probably kick our asses oh for
0: sure for sure i mean a dog man like could definitely kill or at least overpower and probably kill five freaking well-equipped gentlemen and ladies you know like they are they are massive strong creatures and Bigfoots are also massive, strong creatures that may or may not also be ghosts, aliens, high tech. Who knows with Bigfoots? Ugh, I was getting into some Bigfoot lore with Cord the other week. Oh Uh-oh. my god, it blew my mind. Bigfoots are poltergeists. <laughs> Bigfoots oh. are
1: everything.
0: It's they're everything.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of research to do on on that on the before Bigfoots? we get into- if, we do, oh, if we do a
0: Bigfoot episode and we don't have cord, I'm pretty sure he's going to hunt me. So we have oh to make no, no, he's no, we we'll,
1: well, yeah, we want cord in on that one.
0: That's kind of the dog man. they are they are crazy, crazy cryptids that i would I would never want to encounter. But if I do, I'll give them some pets right by their ears where they like them and come fluffy more come here fluffy yeah come get your dogs
1: dog man's only only uh weaknesses are very high-pitched noises and people saying come here i got a snack for you good boy good boy who who's your good boy puppy yes you are yes you are
0: this is this is how i talk to dogs
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean that's duh <laughs> how else are you gonna talk to dogs they don't understand unless you're like come on, big girl come upstairs big girl it's time to go out or it's time to go to bed big girl because she's so big which by the way i forgot to address this in the in the last episode but when we were talking about the pirates in texas in galveston and remember how uh lafitte had like the 12 dog army and then they turned into like hellhounds after he died or some crap yes my dog was barking in the background <laughs> during that. <laughs> uh-huh. And, you know, she's a big black dog. And I was just like, that's hysterical. And There's nothing I could do about it. And I completely forgot to address that and be like, oh, guys, yeah, sorry. But but it was so funny that I was like, I'm leaving it in. I mean, first of all, I'd have to cut like the whole thing out or redo the whole thing. And it was just so appropriate that a big black dog was barking while I was talking about this pack of black red eyed hellhounds. <laughs> Ah, i was like she was she wanted to be involved
0: that was good
1: dog man i've got one it's a pirate curse and talk about stories that have uh some holes in them but still a lot of fun to tell
0: as long as there's no holes in the treasure chest uh, or the boat also boat Boat's
1: kind of more important in some ways <laughs> i would you know? make
0: a strong argument that they're both equally important.
1: in mississippi down in i believe this area is now called Long Beach it used to be known as White Harbor this particular area before then it was a really popular place a flourishing town in the 1840s and so things seemed to be going pretty well for that area Good
0: good to yeah hear. it was it
1: was like yeah well things then took a turn for the worse so
0: oh. Oh no.
1: There was also a sawmill at White Harbor. Unfortunately, uh, steamboats coming down the Mississippi all went away. Eventually the town and everything just dies. So of course, there's very good reasons why. And we we talked about this a little bit in Abandoned Places Volume 1 about how things just sort of die out and then towns disappear and other ones come back up. So it's very possible that that's all this was. But
0: yeah, a little thing here. Yeah. One of the places I was researching for Mississippi is called rudney mississippi and it's a town that died because the mississippi river decided to move mississippi river was like fuck this town i'm out i'm out of here screw off buddies goodbye and then the town died now it's a cool ghost town
1: right they wanted to go back even further in the area and say that this was all because of a pirate curse on the on the land Hargy matey late 1700s this becomes a frequented spot of a pirate named captain pitcher what is sort of funny is that in long beach currently there is
0: wait what was his name
1: pitcher pitcher captain pitcher
0: was his first mate catcher
1: oh no
0: oh was it hitter was it hitter
1: (laughs) i so mad in hell, maybe
0: get it. It's a baseball
1: joke, yeah. Guys. I, okay, who was on first? What who's on first, JC? Uh,
0: I don't know the whole skit.
1: <laughs> I'm trash.
0: I'm sorry, guys.
1: Your homework for tonight is to go watch that. So, anyway, this captain pitcher he starts hanging out in uh, what is then even then was called White Harbor in the late 1700s, and he liked it so much that he apparently buried his treasure there as well. Even today, though long beach which is the name of the area now has pitcher point and a pirate avenue and a treasure street and i i did look it up just you know to make sure i was like no there there it is yeah treasure street that's that's too funny so legend has it that captain pitcher wasn't very well liked by any of his crew. When they came ashore, he would build a tree house and he'd have a rope ladder that he could pull up so that nobody else could get up to him. This is how paranoid he was, that someone might off him in the middle of the night. Of course, I do think that's sort of funny because I mean, here's the first flaw. You can still climb the tree. I mean-
0: No, that's, that's not an option. Have to use the ladder. You guys, if you're not gonna follow the rules, you can't kill me and the rule is you got to <laughs> climb the tree or I mean I'm sorry I'm sorry the rule is you got to use the ladder to climb to get up the tree. You can't just climb the tree. That would be ridiculous. And if you try to kill me before that, uh oh, you you broke the rules and 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 we're going to you're not allowed to you're not allowed to kill me. And that's why his yeah. his crew actually didn't like him. He was just a real stickler for the rules.
1: There you go. So anyway one <laughs> evening i know as, as that one i was like okay well why didn't they just climb up the tree and murder his ass okay so one night there's always a woman involved right that's the old saying apparently there was a local girl that he uh invited up to the treehouse, let's say and was not very nice to her and so oh,
0: that's not like like yeah. he, he was calling her names or
1: uh you know like he was cruel to her in some way oh Locals find out about it. This local boy is, specifically finds out about it, who probably was in love with her. Let's just throw that in there, right? Why not? Yeah,
0: make it a real love triangle thing. Right.
1: And um, the, uh, they set fire to the, to the tree where the captain was staying in his.
0: Yeah, but because they didn't climb the ladder, <laughs> they technically couldn't kill him. And then they were cheating. So, you know, who has the moral high ground? Captain Pitcher.
1: Okay. So, so wait for it though. Okay. So someone sets fire to the tree and rather than him escaping the fire and maybe jumping out of the tree to escape the fire. I mean, okay. Granted, he probably would have gotten his ass kicked afterwards anyway, because it was probably like, you know, 50 to one, but he stays up in the tree and declares that he's going to curse this entire area. Anyone who sought his treasure. And if there was ever going to be any kind of settlement in the area or any business venture within this territory, it wouldn't be as successful. People will say, well, what exactly, what territory was he talking about? Because this was White Harbor and that place didn't even exist anymore. And then it became something else. So there's been some talk about what exactly the territory was that was cursed. But supposedly, he also said that no one would find any peace or contentment in the area for 200 years. But the curse would then have ran out sometime in the 1990s anyway. So, you know. So it's
0: perfectly safe to go to nowadays.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can find it.
0: <laughs>
1: I just thought it was funny because I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of holes in that legend. You know, why didn't he just escape out of the tree? And why did he have to build a treehouse?
0: I mean, I'll say building a treehouse every night. It, it's a lot of work.
1: Well, I would say My... not every night, but I keep saying every night, but it's like, it's more like when he, ke- when they came on shore, he would design a new treehouse and live up in it because he was afraid of his own people. But then I'm just like, that's stupid because how many times have we heard about mutinies on the high seas that people are just had enough of the, the captain's shit and just, you know, fucking killed him again, 50 to one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll offer this. If he would have just been more involved in crew music night and if he would have allowed uh, uh casual Friday's. He probably would have been in the clear. You just, you, you gotta have a, a team building atmosphere every now and then.
1: Dumbass pirates.
0: Yeah, just, just have some team building exercises every now and then oh, and you're yeah. you're okay.
1: Maybe they were just m- mad because they wouldn't play Hamilton 10,000 times in a row.
0: Yow, yow, yow. I've been listening the shit to Hamilton like so, so many times.
1: I'm so over it. Uh, fuck off. First off,
0: okay, step one. And step two, I spent an entire shift at work listening to Hamilton, and it it slaps. That's what I'll say, like the cool kids are saying nowadays, it slaps.
1: I, uh, I don't have anything, I'm not saying that it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. Here's what happened. My sister has been listening to it, both of them. So no matter where I go with them in the car, that is the only thing that's on. Nice. It's just too much. I can't. I can't listen to it like that i'm not i'm not a musical person in that way
0: i've probably listened listened to the entirety of it nine times and i've watched hamilton on disney plus three times so yeah
1: okay before we move on or end it i have one more because i now i'm getting in the the groove of this and we we're missing we were missing that opportunity to talk about haunted restaurants right or i always say I can give you a little spooky bite that's close to a haunted location. In this case, I found one that I remembered from Ghost Adventures, and it's King's Tavern in Natchez. This place has been around since 1789, and it's been a restaurant since like the 1950s. It's privately owned now by Chef Regina uh, Charbonneau, who is pretty famous in her own right. She's considered the biscuit queen. And again, after looking at this menu, I'm like, when I go to Mississippi... Because I will visit you, Mississippi. I definitely need to eat at this place. Plus, it's also haunted. I can't go wrong. She currently has Regina's Kitchen at 312 Main Street in Natchez. Since we're still recording during COVID, that is open. But King's Tavern is not reopened yet. So here's the scoop though on King's Tavern. It is on the registry, so it's a protected site. There's a lot of original architecture that's still there. There's even a few pieces of antique furniture that have survived from the old days. And this is supposedly the ghost of a waitress that was Richard King's mistress, and that's Madeline. So Richard King was the original owner. King's wife stabbed her to death after learning about the affair. And now, apparently, Madeline is still walking the halls of King's Tavern. Occasionally, you'll get hair pulling. One of those uh, mysterious images in the mirror that pops up that happened at the King George Inn in Allentown being pushed. There was also a time when a baby was heard crying in an empty room, but no one really knows what that is attributed to, of course, I'm well, like that the baby crying thing actually it could be animals, so I'm not sure about that one. So King's Tavern right now is known for their handcrafted cocktails, and I believe, and I was trying to find because it's taking me to Regina's Kitchen instead of the other site right now. I think there was a distillery; they had like they made their own stuff, so that's very cool if that's still a thing. And again, I couldn't really get a hold of the menu, but I do know from a previous article. One thing that like, caught my eye immediately. I was like, oh, yeah. A wood fired flat iron steak with smoked bacon demiglaze. Oh, yeah. That does sound good. And crawfish. That's a big one. Natchez's claim to fame is that it is the biscuit capital of the world. And she's, uh, Chef Regina, is the queen of biscuits, like I said. So I would love to eat at this place. Or, Or even eat at Regina's Kitchen, honestly. That menu looks pretty cool too. Wood-fired peppered oysters, if that was still on the menu. I'm an oysters fan anyway, so that sounded really interesting and different anyway that's king's tavern guy there's your eatery for this episode did you have any shout outs because i i do have a one podcast actually i have two things to tell you guys in this bonus episode that were happening
0: by the time this comes out i will be doing my fundraiser with uh, my nonprofit, the Sword's Egg society so yeah that's all i got you know just been working and living the dream.
1: OK, so I have been listening to Roll for Damage podcast, and I want to mention them because one of the guys in that podcast also has another one. They have a podcast called Sleep with the Lights On. So they go over like a whole bunch of like spooky movies and stuff. It's a horror podcast, but they also do Roll for Damage, which is a D&D podcast and waiting for Encounter Party season three to come out, which I know that they've been they're working on. I started listening to them because I knew them from the horror podcast. And oh my gosh, guys, it is so funny and well done. And I would love to get them some more listeners too, because they deserve it. They're doing a great job over there. I just did an interview with Trev Allen of the Struggling Artist Podcast, and that is out now. It's out this week. So please head over to the Struggling Artist Podcast and listen to struggling with kiki it's awesome and eventually when we can get our schedules together then you and me and trev will do an interview just okay. about mission spooky he specifically waited for a lot of mission spooky questions until jc could can uh, get his uh i was gonna say get your shit together but it's not your fault um get- again <laughs> Get, get a proper schedule together where we, we can all be in the same quote unquote room together for that. So, but until then, you can listen to My Dumbass. That was the other major I could listen to. And I guess that closes out Wonderful Mississippi, who I have not been to yet. Mississippi,
0: wonderful state of just fantastic beauty. You guys inspire me from the, the glory of your wonderful river to the majesty of your swamps to the terror of your dog men. I love your state. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. I will go there. I'll I'll be there. I'll say hi to people there. And I will probably eat the food that's there. Mm, Especially because Kiki got me hungry for some of that food from that place that she mentioned that I already forgot the name of. Because I'm a piece of shit. What was it? King's Tavern? King's Tavern. I knew it was something easy, too. I'm like, ah, fuck. But yeah. I'm going to eat food there. Mmm. Delicious, delicious Mississippi food. But you guys are wonderful and fantastic. And just keep being the inspirations you truly are. Bye! You paint your own tea-